Welcome to AI Named This Show. I'm Teja Custodi. And I'm Tristan Jutra. And we are your human hosts. On today's episode, we've finally got a new AI wearable to discuss. So pin this episode to the top of your downloads. All right, Tristan, I understand you have a special little hello today and something to share with us all. Hi to our listeners in Norway, including Einar, who wrote in response to episode 11. At the end of episode 11, we were talking a little bit about Bill Nye, the science guy who was having a chat with Google Bard. And we asked you, our listeners, to uh, tell us if you even knew who Bill Nye was, especially if you're from somewhere not in North America. Well, Einar wrote in to say, I've only heard about Bill Nye the Science Guy on American podcasts until now when you asked if he was known around the world, and I finally did some research, I've been conflating him with the British actor Bill Nye, <laughs> N-I-G-H-Y, like not Bill Nye, N-Y-E. And he mentioned that uh, Bill Nye played Slotty Bartfast from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which <laughs> there's some cool stuff there that we're going to be talking about a little bit maybe more next week as well i i myself uh well i know bill nahi from all sorts of movies and and uh, some tv series but do you know the one i'm thinking of tasia i mean easy mistake first of all can yes. you blame him which one are you thinking Tristan? well it's almost that time of year for love actually one of the I, world's or, most problematic Christmas movies. I was going to say, what I like to call it is lust, actually. <laughs> and don't at me. Well, email us and tell me if you want to fight me about this. But is it love? I don't think it depicts love very well. <laughs> Any hoosie, we've opened a can of worms there. <laughs> so we've got uh, just a couple of quick news hits before we get into our main stories uh, for today. Uh, first off, Microsoft. At it again. Now, not a whoopsie doopsie this time. Microsoft is rolled out the Windows 11 2023 update, bringing Copilot AI to more users. So this is version 2.3H2 for those keeping track at home, which includes minor features and AI-powered apps like Copilot. It was initially announced in May and showcased at Microsoft's Surface event, but it was not widely available to most Windows users until this update. And it transforms the built-in chat app into Microsoft Teams and introduces a new system label in the Start Menus, All Apps section, and the Settings app. So basically, we're seeing Copilot being rolled into all the Microsoft products, including Windows 11. But Tasia, that's not all. Oh, if only that was all. Bing Chat has now been rebranded to Microsoft Copilot. So I'm going to need you to stick with me for a second on this one, because there's going to be a whole lot of co-pilots that we're talking about. Take a deep breath, everyone. <laughs> right? Here we go. Quick list. No. So this kind of rebranding move consolidates Bing Chat into Microsoft, Microsoft's somewhat confusing co-pilot AI assistant naming conventions that they have going on. Microsoft Copilot, by the way, is the sixth co-pilot so far, if anyone was counting. I know you were, Tristan. <laughs> it joins Microsoft Copilot in Windows, Microsoft 365 Copilot, which includes Copilot Lab, Copilot in Outlook, Copilot in Word, Copilot in Excel, Copilot in Loop, Copilot in OneNote, Copilot in Stream, GitHub Copilot, Dynamics 365 Copilot, and Microsoft Security Copilot. Holy 
guacamole. <laughs> it's a so, lot of co-pilots. So, uh, so this is an attempt to, to unify, not confuse, right? Of course, it it is, and this is what they're saying their plan is. But you know, they also just lumped in with this rebranding, if you will, that it Microsoft. It'll also support OpenAI's recently released GPTs, which are custom roles for its ChatGPT, sorry, for its ChatGPT AI assistant. So I think they were trying to just loop it all in and be like, look, we're being cohesive. What? <laughs> Why are you so confused? <laughs> it's not us, it's you. So yeah, the we, we noticed this change a few weeks ago when using Bing and Bing Chat, and uh, which is powered by ChatGPT, and we know there was they changed the logo instead of the Bing logo, it was the Copilot logo in the top right corner, and so now it's saying you know Copilot powered by uh, Bing or something like that. So yeah, it's just they're just trying to unify things because I guess kind of like 15, 20 years ago when it was Windows everywhere, now it's going to be co-pilot everywhere they're really leaning in which uh, hopefully works for them because so far apparently the market share their search market share has actually dropped since since they started doing all this stuff um, in their collaboration with open ai Microsoft, uh, bing's market share has dropped from 7.4 percent down to 6.9 percent losing those few points to google so google jumped pretty quickly on their search generative experience that we've talked about previously and I guess they've managed to um, prevent any bleeding there and, and, and gain some ground. So it'll be really interesting to see how committed Microsoft is to this in the long term, if they're going to keep plowing you know, additional funds into this. We had a billion dollars last year and then another $10 billion earlier this year. And, this, and there's, I think, more to come. Uh, OpenAI is looking to do more fundraising as it's pretty expensive to run all these, these AI, you know, learning and training uh, systems, and not to mention the generative AI systems themselves for all the users. So now, very quickly, you mentioned the custom GPTs that Microsoft will be rolling out. That's a new feature that OpenAI mentioned at its first developer conference known as AI Dev Day. So that is something that we're going to be speaking about uh, in more detail next week, but the GPTs, as they're calling them, or custom GPTs to, in our, for us, so we can keep it separate. And then some new models and developer products were also announced. So we'll talk, including uh, GPT-4 Turbo and new APIs and Vision, and et cetera, et cetera. So we'll get into that stuff more next week. Uh, also next week, we will get into XAI's announcement. Uh, Elon and XAI announced Grok, which is they spun, they threw together very quickly um, to compete with Google Bard, ChatGPT, and the like. So stay tuned for our hot to medium warm takes on both of those. What could go wrong? <laughs> Apparently, Grok is edgy. So, not to be confused with Gronk, the football player. <laughs> what? What's Gronk? It's true. Uh, Oh, it's a football a guy who used to play. I should say American football. Okay. I don't even watch football, but when when I first saw Gronk, I was like Gronk, and I was like, oh wait, now I'm confusing things. <laughs> oh, All right. Boy. So now to our main story today. Yeah. The the world was captivated. Well, initially in the springtime, and now more so. Let's Tasha. Let's what's going on with the humane AI pin? It is finally here. 
So just as a little precursor, and I'll get into a bit more of the details later, but this is a standalone device with a software platform. It's going to come in three colors, or I guess now I should say it does come in three colors because it's officially here. But I want to first give a little background on Humane because they've been like a pretty mysterious company. They've been a little a little quiet, a little under the radar a little bit until recently. So even though they've been around since I think 2017, they're, one of their backers is Sam Altman of OpenAI, obviously among others. So we've been really eager to see what they've been working on. And in the spring, they had announced that their first product was going to be this AI pin. It's a wearable that you can stick to your clothing. So we've been waiting with bated breath. So here's how they describe the pin. They describe it as a connected and intelligent clothing-based wearable device that uses a range of sensors that enable contextual and ambient compute interactions. The AI pin is a type of standalone device with a software platform that harnesses the power of AI to enable innovative personal computing experiences. So this initial demo we saw was pretty cool and we'll get into some maybe problematic (laughs) issues with it after. But one of the initial videos I know you and I watched, Tristan, was where it was like a TED Talk, right? Was it in Vancouver? I I believe so, yeah. TED's been in Vancouver the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. and I have yet to receive my invitation. I know. I know. How do we get there? (laughs) We want that invite. But we saw like a really good, I guess, stage demo of it at that point where, you know, the device rings, you, you hold up your hand, it projects with like a laser projector <laughs> onto your palm and it's got like the caller ID and different icons. If you want to ignore or accept a call, you can use your voice to prompt it to search for things nearby, use it to translate your own voice. So remember in other episodes we were talking about, and remember you surprised me with me speaking fluent Italian. It was my voice. It was my mouth. It's kind of the same idea here where if we were just saying something or having a conversation with somebody, it would then regenerate our voice in that other language for us. It can also give summaries of your day and messages from your emails and the like. So it was kind of a really cool demo, but the first time we saw it out in the wild was actually at the end of September of this year on the Paris runway. I don't know if you remember this, but we were thinking, huh, what gives? Really? This is a weird partnership. Okie dokie. And it was none other than supermodel Naomi Campbell, who was the first person outside of the company to wear the device in public. I mean, you want to talk about iconic. So that was kind of our first hint that something was coming and something was coming very quickly was they were really, really pushing this stuff publicly when all you know when they had been so mysterious (laughs) before so I kind of want to explain a little bit of what this looks like just in case people haven't really seen it yet we're going to keep some links in the show notes but I need you to picture a little square it's three colors it's basically like a white a black and a chrome though here's what they call them eclipse lunar and equinox of course Right, because of course they do, because like black, white, and chrome is just so basic. So it's like a little square pin, and it uses magnets. So it fastens to your piece of clothing. So on the front, you're going to have like that magnet part, and then inside, I like how I'm like showing a demo. Well, when we get this up on YouTube. Eventually. Inside, underneath your clothing, 
you're going to have like the other piece of the magnet, which is also like a battery pack, I believe. And that's how battery it's going to sit. Battery booster, they call it. Like, apparently it's yeah. got a, a small internal battery, but you can extend the battery life by putting these magnets that have additional yes. battery in them. Yes. And you can swap them out. Exactly. So it should last you all day. But if you want to just keep wearing it even longer, of course, you could buy additional battery boosters, as they're calling it. Just and you could swap them out. Just keep them everywhere, because why not? So I don't know if you remember what Google Clips was and what those looked like google clips was like 2017 i believe Mm -hmm. and it was this ai camera that automatically captured shots albeit now if you were to look back at that you'd be like oh and you know i mean at the time it was another google thing that was just in my opinion ahead of the time and people didn't want another device so this harkens to that the top of it is a little bit different it seems a little thinner as well but the general shape really kind of reminds me of that. So as I mentioned, the real difference here with this is it is standalone. So you are not pairing this with a smartphone or another device, which is something that, you know, I want to talk about a little bit more with you later because I have some questions (laughs) on this. But there are also no wake words. So they've made sure to tell us that it is not always listening. It doesn't do anything unless you engage with it. So you engage with it via touch, gesture. You can engage with it with your voice. So I'm not a, I, I'm, I, because we haven't tried it, I don't know what he means by that. If it's once you've already engaged with, say, a gesture of your hand or you've tapped the device, then you can gesture with your voice. Uh, there's a laser display so that, like I was telling you, displays information on the palm of your hand because the future is here tristan and i think it's kind of cool actually like if you don't want to fish a device out of your pocket if it's it's kind of low fidelity but just have your hand in front of you and, and until such point as you know it's emitting a, a mist or some vapor into the air in front of you and projecting onto that well your hand gets here and your hand or doing some other fancy holographic stuff a la minority report or you know star right. wars whatever this is your hands the next best thing and most of us have a couple it kind of reminds me of I don't know if you or anyone watches the show. Is it called Upload? Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. And it's they open their palm, and it, this is a bit different. And a phone, you know, and you can have a video chat appears. Now that appears like an L kind of outside of your palm. This is it's projecting onto the inside of your palm. But it's it's and reminding people just put me. the L's on their foreheads when they look at you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's reminding me of this. So he also made sure to say, you know, like there's some safety and privacy things in there. There's a light that always comes on so people know whether or not you're recording. Trust light. Uh, right. I mean, call it whatever you want, but good grief. The thing... Uh, We'll get into that in a second because I have thoughts. (laughs) But the other thing that I get, I get they're positioning this as a standalone, right? So they have partnered, I'm just going to call it right now, with T-Mobile. So that right now currently is the only network. So here's the thing. This device, because it is standalone, it is meant to be its own device. It is not even meant to pair with one of your existing ones if you want. Mm -hmm. So you would have a dedicated number, like a T-Mobile number, for this AI pin, so the AI pin is running about six ninety nine US to start, I believe, and you get certain accessories with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's twenty four dollars a month for this plan. You get syncing and storage of the photos, videos. It doesn't do yet, but they did say it is coming. And there are no apps, so this isn't like 
There's going to be a million apps to use. It's just going to be an interface that you can access basically like like an online dashboard where everything is going to be there. So like your notes, your photos, when videos happen, they will be there because you can leave voice notes and then that's how it's going to get smarter and know about, mm-hmm. you know, your food habits or your friends. If you're asking certain information, here's my thing, Tristan. I get it. I get the hype. And I think I have to maybe keep in the back of my mind that their goal is this is to replace our smartphones because right now I just see it as I I would think there'd be more of a use case if it was coupled with the use of our, our devices already. So I don't have to pull my phone out and use it, but I don't need another number. So I understand where they're going with this. This is just a first iteration. I, what they're hoping, Humane just wants enough people to buy this that they have enough money to make another version. <laughs> and that's all they're doing here. And I get it. I totally get it from the business perspective. My perspective is right now, I think upon launch, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to spend $700 to get this device. And then I have to get a second line to really do half the useful things it can do. Also, I'm not going to walk around with a pin on all my clothes, but that's just me. (laughs) I say it now. I hate it on watches too. And I wear one, but I don't know, Tristan, like, Are you in on this, thinking that it's going to replace? Is this the next thing? Well, whether or not it's the next thing is anybody's guess. But I have to say, I'm actually a little bit bit excited to see where this goes. And I do share a lot of the same concerns as you. I'm not as concerned about the upfront price, uh, you know, check your privilege and everything. But for the $6.99, you get the AI pin, which is basically a little computer. You get mm-hmm. a cable, an adapter, a charge pad, you get an extra battery booster, and you get the charge case. And then, of course, there are the other uh, shells that you can choose from. They've got this whole accessory ecosystem, which I think is smart because that's where a lot of your gross margins are. <laughs> and you might recall GoPro has quite a lot of accessories in their ecosystem as well, and as does Apple. And I'm sure there'll eventually be third-party things if this eventually takes off. Given that there's some pretty smart people behind this, a lot of uh, ex-Apple people, the, the two uh, founders, the husband and wife team, uh, Imran Chowdhury and Bethany Biongiorno, they, uh, along, I think uh, Ken uh, Cacienda as well, he, they, a lot of them worked on the iPhone back in the day. So these are pretty, some pretty smart folks, pretty thoughtful. And they've been working on this for it's at least you know, four or five years now. So uh, whether or not it actually replaces the phone, I think that's the idea. They, they, they are very mindful. If you watch the video, <laughs> some people criticize it for being like, a bit joyless, but they were very serene. They were just, they were trying mm-hmm. to be anti-hype, I suppose. But I think they, the whole, the premise of this is that to, so, so that we're not all staring at our phones all the day. You see it now. People are walking down the street, crossing the street even sometimes, staring okay. at their phones. So, I got a counterpoint you hear on this okay. one, Kristen. Okay. We're out to dinner. Yes. Or you're at, you're with a friend. You're, whatever, you're going about your day. Mm-hmm. How annoying is it to begin with when everybody's, got these notifications on our wrists now Yep. and I mid sentence to you and you friggin' look down at your wrist to look at a notification. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. This is like the in real life version of when you are a customer in a store and the phone rings and you're like, but I'm here physically. I take yes. precedence over the phone call. So this to me is like, I'm just picturing us being out to dinner and now you got this dumb pin on you. And you're distracted and you're saying stupid stuff out loud. And I'm like, are you talking to me or are you prompting your dumb pen 
And also, I don't care about this little safety thing and the whole, oh, there's a thing. You know people <laughs> are going to figure out the trust light, whatever they call it. You know people are going to figure out right quick how to disable the trust light. They Perver actually, pervs are going to use this. They actually address. They actually address that it, in in the in the actual demo. They said it cannot be disabled without disabling the entire device. So they did think of that. Whether or not. What if know, I put a sharpie over it? <laughs> I just draw on it. Hello. Like, As, are you what the if queen I put, of the pervs now? Like, what if I put black tape? I put electrical tape, hockey fair, tape fair, over fair, it. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Low I tech. cover. Sometimes I cover my camera lights when I don't mm-hmm. want a glare of a red light on something. If I'm like shooting B-roll, so mm-hmm. it's like. I can just picture also from, so just us and a weird privacy thing and a grossness and a perv thing, Mm -hmm. but you're going into a place now with information that you don't want to, you know, maybe you're in a government building, you're in a building where there's private information, you want people doxxed. How are you going to control everybody wearing these devices now? Same seem could be said for the the smart glasses, like the meta ray bands and things like that. It's just... A whole new reality and you for, and i know that you don't care about your privacy anyway so i it's not even that aspect to me it's i'm gonna get a bad rap on that everybody just thinks <laughs> i don't care it's more so because you know my theory is we're on camera everywhere we go so if you want to commit a crime you're yeah. on camera you're not and gonna get away got, with we it we got these supercomputers we, in our pockets tracking exactly, all the movements yeah exactly yeah. so like i i get it all to that point and that's just what i mean when i say that my issue with this becomes we are distracted as it is. So that's my counterpoint to you. This whole rant of mine started when you said, well, you know, people look at their phones. Yeah. You think this is going to be any better? It's already confusing. Another point. When you're walking down the street or you're standing next to somebody on the sidewalk and they've got earbuds in and you don't see mm-hmm. and they say something out loud and at mm-hmm. first you think they're talking to you. Now we're just going to have people having conversations with their palms. Tristan, it still reflects on your palm of your hand. So now instead of holding a phone, it's going to be like these doofuses walking around like doi, 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 like talking to the palm of their hand. You don't think so? I well, swear to well, God, sure, if you get sure. if you get one of these pins and uh-huh. we go out to dinner and you are you freaking even once prompt this in any way, whether it be a gesture, your voice, tapping it i swear to you i will rip it from your clothing okay and i will stick it in my pasta (laughs) (laughs) take that what would bethany beyond giorno think of that (laughs) so now as long as i can do the same if you glance at your watch or your phone i mean that's that's the thing is like there are so many ways and so when something is just on your body like it's it's something you don't grab i i honestly i think that if you didn't have a watch already, and if you, you know, if you, especially if you don't have your phone on you, if this can truly replace a phone, I think there's the inclination, the less of an inclination to actually interact with it while you're engaging with people. Unless, of course, there are notifications and whatnot. And just like with existing devices, you can control those notifications. So it's, it's kind of on, on you uh, as it stands. So now to your point, like I, to- I totally get, there's some interesting social norms uh, territory to navigate here for sure. But I think it's also worth talking about some of the use cases that they that they mentioned in or, some some things like being able to just say, "Hey, can you, you know, catch me up?" and you know, it'll give you a little recap of more you know, recent uh, you know text or email messages assuming that you've got things reasonably organized and you have manageable inboxes. The idea it's using the power of the AI assistance and this is all powered by OpenAI's uh, GPT, of course. And you mentioned it doesn't have apps, but with these new uh, custom GPTs we'll be talking about next week, 
they're calling them, I mean, they're, they're actually kind of calling them workflows. So this will get smarter as ChatGPT gets smarter uh, too, I imagine. I'm not sure what switches they have to turn on and off certain functionality. The built-in camera can do things such as, uh, you know, you can have be holding something in your hand and ask uh, ask it for information. It could be a product on a, a shelf. It could scan and look up some information for you. They were showing the example of like a handful of nuts or something and like how much protein's in this. Um, unfortunately, it got it wrong. There was a couple of things it got wrong and they're going to apparently release an updated video. But they again, did. it's it's... So now for those that follow the link, one of the links in the show notes, it's the demo video of both of them. And it's already been updated because even when I watched it, the mistakes aren't there. There were two mistakes. It referenced what they're saying. It referenced an old eclipse. So they asked it about an upcoming eclipse. It Mm -hmm. referenced something happening in Australia. He says it's a bug in the system because it referenced an old eclipse that had already happened. Then the other excuse for the mistake with the almonds, he had a handful of almonds and he asked it how much protein is in the handful of almonds. It mistakenly gave him the answer for half of a cup of almonds, not what was in his palm, which was the whole point. So I don't know that you can call it a bug in the system. I just think this is AI. We've talked about this before. It's going to tell you something like it knows it. It's a psychopath. (laughs) AI is everybody's favorite psychopath. That is the tagline to our show because it's going to tell you something and it's going to sound vehemently correct about it. And it could be completely incorrect. (laughs) So this is take this all with the grain of salt that we sprinkle over every episode (laughs) of AI named this show. So, but again, Tristan, back to my thing of like, I just don't know right now the full power of it because if you need a dedicated, I'm calling it a phone line because that's how old and antiquated I am because Mm. this is just so crazy and futuristic. But because you need a dedicated number, this now becomes a whole other thing. And then I got to tell people to put, oh, add my add my AI pin number to your phone because I want to text you and blah, 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 because it's not syncing with my current devices. So I understand their point. They don't want us, you know, they want us to move away from our devices mm-hmm. at some point. It's, it's a bit of a hard uptake for me right now is I think I'm there's a bit of friction for me. With for sure. This. And, I, and I, I totally get that. And I feel the same way. $24 a month, U.S. dollars, this is U.S. only to start, is, uh, is a big ask as an additional thing. Whereas with some, you can get iPad plans and uh, Apple Watch plans, for example, that can, you know, range from 10 to, sorry, five to $15 a month uh, as add-ons. And sometimes they have an existing, uh, you, they have a separate number, like the if the iPads, uh, they don't really use the number per se. Um, and sometimes it just piggybacks on your existing phone number as with the Apple Watch plans. So for something like this, I could see like maybe 10 bucks a month and then share your existing line. The nice thing for that $24 a month, you get unlimited talk, text, and data. I guess it's probably pretty low bandwidth what's what's happening anyway so it's not like you're watching videos on this thing right uh, there is some syncing of any photos and then eventually videos that you take with that so it's got the syncing and storage there so it's not just the pl- the connectivity plan there's also the cloud storage part of this as well that's included in that in, in that price so i, I kind of get that it would be nice especially out of the gate if they had sort of a two-tier thing where you you had it like where it was phone a bit more you know phone tethered and then if you wanted to 
go solo with with no phone, then you could just you know get the more expensive plan. Um, but I, I they're 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 trying to be confident in this approach, right? It's like you don't need your phone, just do this. But I know. Uh, for most people, that's not going to happen. No, and if it was a twenty four dollar a month and that was it all in, I mean, it's way cheaper than our phone plans. Like mm-hmm. if that's if you were like, I can fully move to this, but in its current iteration, it doesn't even have it can't even access email. So it's like, I'm assuming... Well, it can read stuff to you. Like that's, I mean, there are some things you can show on the... Like you're not going to be going through your whole, sorting through your whole inbox on your hand, I don't think. Right. And like the point of it, it's supposed to like make a summation of your emails for Mm -hmm. you so you can just get like a gist or whatever. But it's just, it's infancies. And Mm -hmm. like I said, they're definitely testing the water to see. And I think they probably have enough hype that, you know, hopefully they make enough and they can do... Iteration number two, mm-hmm. and we will talk about that when it comes, <laughs> because this is this is it before we have devices implanted into our wrists. And frankly, that would be better because then it's not on my clothing, <laughs> and I don't have to remember to pin it and unpin it and hook it and clip it and unclip it. And yeah, and, and it, it looks- does. Sag. What's one of the comments that people made? They were looking close up at some of the. Uh, clothing that people were wearing this on in the demo video uh in one case well they do have some uh, different types of clips that you can use which is great but it tends to fare better on thicker materials like leather that don't that you know bend and and you know get misshapen quite so easily so integrating that into people's fashion lives especially as they're kind of making this a fashion adjacent item kind of like what apple did with the apple watch back in in 2015 and they had you know sorts of models and celebrities there and you know selling seventeen thousand dollar gold um, apple watches and they're they're not leaning quite so hard into this but they're trying to make it it's like this is a thing that it doesn't have to be quite so obtrusive this is like the star trek communicator pin to you know to get all the geeks on board and we'll... but it doesn't you know i need it to look a little bit prettier so okay. i mean you know this is just one wearable though it, it is indeed i just want to say a quick little thing i just found it strange that Times Best Inventions of 2023 was uh, it was out a couple of weeks ago, and they already featured the Humane AI pin in there, even though it hadn't been announced. I don't know if they have a sneak peek or what, but coincidentally, Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce.com, was a big investor also in Humane, and he happens to own Time Magazine now. Journalism is dead, is what we're saying. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't I mean, he's probably got lots of lots of uh, assets out there, but this is just a convenient little. Uh, what did they say? They call it synergy, right? Sure, synergy, or we need this PR push right now because we've been so mysterious for the last few years, and all of a sudden in the last year, it's been like whoosh. Uh, I just have a, a a couple of quick last thoughts before we move on into this space. One is this a product or is this a service or is this a feature is this the kind of thing that could be an ad are they going to make put positioning themselves as an acquisition target should google buy these guys should apple buy these guys um you know that you can there's more refinements to come uh we talked about the subscription uh, as well so like i'm excited to try this i don't i'm not excited to pay 24 dollars a month us for this but if it was a, a bit less then maybe we'll we'll talk but like you said tasia humane isn't the only one exploring this space. Um, you know, we've been, we've had a little bit of AI in our ears with our AirPods and other AirPods access, as accessing quote unquote AI like Siri and Google Assistant as 
as primitive as it may be, although there's more to come in both of those departments, of course. The, we, we mentioned the Meta Ray-Ban glasses that you know, have some, not, not a ton of smarts uh, yet, but it'll get there. Of course, the big old Apple Vision Pro, which will have access to some, you know, Siri or whatever Apple has a, as a, at that point for its smart assistant, hopefully turbocharged. Again, word is that for the next year's operating system releases, Apple is going to be integrating more of this uh, the, this uh, generative AI and transformer-based AI into it, and this, and as a final thought on this, um, you know, the whole thing with the almonds and whatnot—that's it's very powerful. That's multimodality. Like we've we've been talking about how ChatGPT is getting more powerful. It's add, adding vision, adding hearing, adding speech, and that's all very cool. But some of the glitches are going to be because of the glitches in GPT, right? So hopefully, as GPT gets more powerful, so will the human AI pin. Now. There are other players in this space that uh, have, have just launched or are launching soon. And one of them is known as the Pendant. That was about a month, just over a month ago, there was all sorts of buzz on, on Twitter about this. Um, it's basically this little device. It was like the size of a, almost like the size of a, a shell casing, like for a, like a, a bullet or from a rifle and you hang that in a little uh, you know, from a little cord around your neck and it basically just records everything that you uh, hear and say <laughs> so, creepy and, yeah right and uh, Twitter obviously you know pretty got pretty suspicious about the whole thing of course but there's as usual there's a bit more to the story and what it's about. So the idea behind the Rewind Pendant, it's a wearable device that captures and transcribes what you say and hear in the real world and stores it locally on your phone. So in this case, it's tethered to your phone. It's powered by Rewind, a personalized AI that uses your data to quote unquote give you superpowers. You can, uh, so you can reserve and pre-order your pendant for $59, except that's just the deposit. That's a refundable <laughs> deposit. So who knows how much the actual thing's going to be. I suspect they got to keep this under 200 bucks to make it at all appealing. I don't think, it doesn't look like there's any cameras or anything like that in here. This is just simply an audio recording device. They cl the team claims to take a privacy first approach and offers features to ensure no one is recorded without their consent. Uh, they have two ideas. The only, uh, only store recordings of people you have verbally opted in or only store text summaries of what was said. And the idea is that it can help you remember more, be more present, so you're not like, if you're in a, talking to someone, you don't have to like scribble notes or what have you. Um, generate insights, so you can use whatever GPT type thing is powering this thing to uh, do summaries for you. Capture moments. You can also sync your data across other devices, uh, bookmark moments, create to-do lists, and more. Now, this uh, the first thing that came to mind with this is like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it, Maybe a little concern about privacy, but how is this any different than, say, re recording Zoom calls, which has become a thing in the last few few years? Zoom calls, team calls, and whatnot. So if there are people who didn't make it to a meeting, that they can get caught up quickly, or so you can refer back um, to some notes that are made automatically for you instead of you having to frantically scribble notes. And I find this for myself when I'm d doing client calls and the like. So, I mean, I don't record calls myself, uh, but maybe I should. Now, the co-founder, uh, Dan Soroker, actually was behind a couple other products. One was called um, Optimizely, 
and another one was called Scribe. And so Scribe was actually, uh, you know, made in 2021 to record Zoom calls. So that's this, this is the same kind of thing. So he's coming by this honestly. And I know some people were like, and they were claiming this helps people with, you know, some certain disabilities, maybe they're hard of hearing or whatever. And someone on Twitter jumped us like, how can you claim to speak for people with disabilities? Well, as it turns out, Soroka himself is hard of hearing and has another sort of uh, d- uh, visual disability uh, as as well too. So it's like, it's, of course, on tw- Twitter, X, whatever, you know, people are going to just jump all over these things. So that is a thing that's happening as well. Similarly, there's a, another project by uh, a 20-year-old a, a uh, you know, tech whiz, as he's being described. His name's uh, Avi Schiffman. And this device is similar. It's called The Tab. And which is set to debut uh, sometime early 2024. And it's, again, designed to integrate data from users' daily lives by actively monitoring user conversations, provides instant access um, uh, to a, a vast reservoir of knowledge and tailors concise, relevant summaries to user inquiries. The AI assistant can extract information from multiple sources, ensuring an efficient and tailored user experience. So they've also outlined some future plans for the device, emphasizing its potential to augment our capabilities without distraction. So that's I mean these two these two products, the pendant and the tab, are kind of playing in the same space here. And some people on Twitter, when they were talking about the pendant, they they mentioned a, a Black Mirror episode, I think from season three, that. It has it's a similar kind of device. I think the the one in that episode is more of a, a visual recording device. And of course, in Black Mirror, things obviously go horribly wrong. I remember a short story, science fiction story I read in the 80s about having this weird, weird little drone that would f- follow you around and record moments from your lives. And you could retrieve them, but only randomly. You couldn't access specific memories. And so there was a guy, I think he had a, a dead spouse or something, and he was trying desperately to access memories of those interactions. So this is something that's been in the in the ether for a while, being able to c- capture our memories either visually or uh, auditorially. But that's not all, Tasia. Is if you weren't creeped out enough by these devices on you, hang- hanging off you to uh, re- record all your interactions, <laughs> Sam Altman from OpenAI apparently has been in talks with Johnny Ive, who we all know and love from Apple, who's the chief design officer uh, of, of Apple, and a couple different roles there for the better part of 25 years or so, and they've been in discussions to build a device that would provide a more natural and intuitive way to interact with artificial intelligence. The project is funded by SoftBank CEO Mahayoshi San and may involve chip design company ARM. And ARM is the uh, chip, uh, des- they uh, license their chip designs for all sorts of uh, chips, including those uh, um, made by Apple. Apparently, uh, Ive and OpenAI uh, CEO Sam Altman were inspired by how the iPhone revolutionized our interaction with the mobile internet, and they want to create a device that is less reliant on screens, so we're noticing a common theme here, and more responsive to human needs. And they brainstormed a bunch of ideas for the device at Ive's studio in San Francisco. Project still has very early stages, and uh, they're exploring different ideas. Um, and So no deal has been confirmed or anything like that. It's very early days. I I would say that you know we're probably not going to see anything here for at least a, a year or two or maybe more, but apparently the discussions are said to be serious. So, Tasia, maybe it's inevitable. My first question is, when does Sam Altman sleep? <laughs> He's got his hands in a lot of cookie jars. Oh, are they still scanning people's uh, eyeballs with their world coin thing, too? That's Right? My second thing of note, oh, God, I'm probably going to have a lawyer write us next when I say this, but... I'm 
pretty confident that in the country of Canada and in most states in the United States, it's only illegal to record somebody, like to record audio of a person, if you are not a party of that conversation. So if you and I are talking, only one person needs to know that's being recorded. So I could record you and not let you know. We, and we that could be is, recording each other right now. Correct. Oh, we are. And because I am part of your conversation. Different if I'm eavesdropping, I'm not a party mm -hmm. to the conversation. That is from what I can understand, I think the rules illegal, depend on the, on, the, on the jurisdiction. There are one party correct. and two party rules. Yeah. Correct. So just so, you know, when everyone gets their knickers in a knot over these audio recording devices, first of all, if you're in a public, public space, you pretty much don't have any right. Because like we're saying, yeah. you're on camera and stuff all the time. Yeah. CCTV. It, it becomes in a private space, the argument can be made for if this person was party to the conversation. So not only do I say to people conduct yourselves accordingly in public but when you're having phone calls i think of like what celebrities must have to deal with all the time you could never say anything on a phone call like the stuff me and you say tristan <laughs> when That's we are not we, recording luckily we'll never be celebrities <laughs> my goodness gracious like we could never because what if one party was like well i've recorded this and now you're canceled <laughs> like we would have been canceled 17 times but anyway that was just an interesting aside to this whole privacy argument, but I don't know. What will next week bring, Tristan? Goodness gracious. Well, next week, funny you should ask, we'll dive into the details of OpenAI's Dev Day, including the custom GPTs, and people can roll their own and maybe even sell them to other people in this quasi-app store that they're rolling out. And then, of course, we, we'll dig into XAI's Grok. Well, we did it again, Tristan. Somehow we keep doing it. Week after week, talking about AI. Stop I us before we podcast again. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if there'll be anything to talk about. If only we should do a behind the scenes episode and give people a sneak peek on the insane spreadsheet that is the master of this show <laughs> and how we organize each episode. It's a thing of nightmares and it would give the best of a person a headache. But any hoosie. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of AI Named the Show. What is this, Tristan? Episode 13? Lucky, lucky, lucky number 13. 13. Well, look at us. Oh, we're getting our braces now. We are. And I guess we are still new because we are only episode 13. So we would still really, really love and we do appreciate your feedback. You can email us anytime. Feedback at AINamedTheShow.com. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So be sure to give us a follow, share this episode, of course, leave us a review. Something that would be really, really great. If you like this show, just tell somebody, let somebody know about our show. And I'm going to leave you with that rhyme. We're looking we at are... you, Einar. We want more people, more listeners in Norway. Exactly. We are also on all the socials. We're at AI Named This Show on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Threads. <laughs> LinkedIn. Just just find us. Just Google AI named this show. Thank you so much for joining us. AI and goodbye. <laughs>